Music is a core human experience. Music cuts across diverse cognitive capabilities and resources, including numeracy, language, and space perception. In the same way, music intersects with cultural boundaries, facilitating our social self by linking our shared experiences and intentions. Needless to say, music is a powerful force. What is your relationship with music? that first bit of our intro was actually from a paper called The Evolution of Music and Human Social Capability by Jay Shulkin and Greta Raglan in the Frontiers in Neuroscience Journal. The reason I picked it out was just, I tend to think about music in a more emotional or kind of very specific state depending on the context I'm in. And so I wanted to take a step back and really look at what is basically the importance of music, what's kind of going on with it, what even might be happening cognitively when we're listening to music. So thought it was interesting just to get that bit of background. Simone's now going to give us a little bit more context on music, and then we'll delve into a few main points that we want to talk about in terms of our relationship with music and humanity's relationship with music overall. Great. So I'm sure many of us have experienced music in some shape or form throughout our lives. It's something many people experience in the day-to-day without even thinking about it. But in terms of some context here, according to the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History, humans have been connecting through and creating music for over 35,000 years. It is a source of contention for many historians whether music emerged as a proto-language or whether music came after language altogether. Regardless, music, through its many forms, is a universal part of human communication and connection. It sparks more parts of the brain than any other human function, according to an NPR article talking about the power of music to affect the brain. So, we figured we would get into this topic, however, there's so much to talk about here. Uh, So, we had to narrow it down, of course, so that we don't talk for hours and hours. But, Jeremy, you want to take it away? Yeah, of course. I think you already pointed out two really fascinating things to me, is music... Did it kind of pop up as its own language, right? Or did it come like after language? And then the whole part of like sparking different areas of your brain more than other human functions. That's pretty cool too. Fascinating. Yeah. I just had a quick anecdote of thinking of just like the timeline of music for context. I took a music appreciation class in high school and I remember we'd have to sit and close our eyes and listen to music and I fell asleep during (laughs) the first quote unquote music, which I remember was more of the Gregorian chant. So it was when Mm. humans were chanting like, oh, and like kind of doing that, mm-hmm. but not not that cool. It was more like it was pretty weird. Um, and I think <laughs> we got up to like I don't know the Beatles. I forget, but okay. um, it's just interesting thinking of you know I guess the, that's more like modern music and kind of how far we've come. So regardless of I guess what we're thinking in terms of time frame of, of music, we have a, a few main topics to get into. The first, and we'll someone and I will each kind of hit on both of these to make sure that. We're covering all our bases that we want to. First is just basically our personal connection to music. So starting off uh, with me, I think I grew up in a very musical family uh, that is a big part of our culture. Uh, music expressed a lot of emotion. We would all sing together, even on like car rides home. Yes, we were those people. <laughs> um, we liked musicals. Um, we'd have like family sing-alongs a lot. And we would all kind of like write our own music too. And so with that, it was definitely an outlet for me. I would write my 
own music. I would write poetry too, so that they were very linked, but specifically writing music for guitar and piano and have that be pretty normal growing up. It's also just been a huge connection piece for me with my friends um, and even like society at large. I think going to concerts with folks, uh, talking about my favorite artists with my friends, you know, there's like kind of almost like a social status component to it as well we can get into, but just music is a huge connection piece. Uh, and finally, for me, it's just something that I've really enjoyed music as storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of let me into different folks' worlds of basically maybe it's where they grew up or a story they're telling um, on their view of humanity at large or something. I just love breaking down. That's why I really like lyrics. Um, but basically music as storytelling and what's it saying about us as like a culture or maybe a subculture or something or even a counterculture. But those are some ways that uh, music is personally, personally showed up in my life. What about for you, Simone? Yeah, I think my first memories of music usually happen in the car for some reason where it was either my mom joking with my dad talking about what you know about this song knowing that they both know this song so at first I saw music as like a status of knowledge almost you know the more music you knew the more connected you were to like this different world Uh, so I always wanted to listen to the music my parents were listening to because I wanted to feel like I was in the loop I also remember just getting into Neo Soul and I was a, I don't remember when this Jill Scott album came out, but I was a young girl just singing every word to this song. I think it kind of goes like, take a walk around the park after dark. If you know the song, you know the song. <laughs> but either way, you can imagine this young girl just talking about like grown people stuff. So a lot of music for me was like talking about stuff I had no idea about and no business knowing anything about so that was definitely the first thing for me another thing was gospel music I didn't really understand the concept of Christianity when I was younger you know I I felt like I would go to church and go sit through these long sermons and leave really not understanding what the purpose of it was But one thing that I always held on to was the music that I experienced in church. And that's something that I just like physically and spiritually felt like I understood. Um, And it didn't take a lot of studying and talking to other people to really feel connected to that. So gospel music was a big thing for me. Specifically, actually, though, in college, it got, you know, more important to me because I didn't actually grow up in my home listening to gospel music. It was more so just when I went to church and I wasn't really a regular church goer. Uh, but another big thing for me was just music lessons. My grandmother surprised me with my first, well, my only, but um, a piano when I was around seven. And that was a big thing, uh, just kind of like her giving me like the key to this new world of being able to play an instrument and create sound and fill the house with like this noise felt like a very powerful and beautiful thing. So those are some things that I can think of, but it is interesting to think about how much music specifically impacts childhood um, and kind of like your understanding and growing into the world. So your grandma gave you the key with the piano. That was good. That's good music. Uh, oh, man. I like that. <laughs> I think that was intentional, but I like that. 
So next thing we wanted to touch on was meaning and purpose that music can elicit. And obviously there's a lot we can go into right now, but for me, something that's super cool about music is its way of framing experiences in a digestible and understandable way, regardless maybe of your background or your culture or even your language sometimes we can put on a song or listen to music and actually experience a very same feeling or really be moved in a certain way. And so I think that's something really intoxicating about the the power of music, um, especially live music, I think, of kind of bringing people together and having them feel this, this type of way or have this sort of experience. Again, regardless of the type of person they are, if you were to talk to in the audience, I think a lot of them would be like, oh yeah, I was moved in this way. So something really cool about the power of music in particular, um, music can really create these powerful messages. And I think I like a lot the beat generation and kind of counterculture movements. I find them fascinating to um, learn about. You know, one of my favorite books is On the Road by Jack Kerouac. But I digress. So the point is that, you know, there's this whole movement, I think, that started with the beats that led to Bob Dylan. That was, you know, kind of like this anti-war counterculture and like Blowing in the Wind is a great song kind of encapsulating this powerful messages of like, how many times do we have to keep on like killing each other, right? Or doing these things as humans that are kind of productive before we come together, you know, like it's, it's always this fleeting answer that's blowing in the wind away from us, even though we know it's there. Um, even that sort of movement got encapsulated again, right? In terms of like the anti-war, like Vietnam era, and even into like, I think like going post 9-11, the wars in the Middle East. So that's something that I think music has really showed up and had this sort of counterculture, anti-war, like let's come together. How many times do we have to keep getting these conflicts message that I think has been super powerful for you, Simone? Um, are there other examples of, of kind of what I'm talking about or other points in terms of meaning and purpose for music that stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that I definitely think about are the spirituals that came out of slavery. I think it was really, it had a lot of impact on me when I learned about how, for instance, Harriet Tubman, uh, I learned about this in elementary school, how she would use song uh, to communicate with fellow slaves and send messages in terms of escaping and moving to freedom. Uh, so I thought that was a very powerful thing. And then you fast forward to the civil rights era and Jim Crow, where, you know, for instance, of many marches, you would have these symbolic songs sung um, that really brought people together. And I I do think it's kind of interesting to explore the link between, you know, spirituality and religion um, and these songs that came out of these movements. But that's maybe a different topic for a different day. But those are two prominent things that I think of in terms of history and my background specifically um, that are really impactful and have definitely framed um, parts of history. I do also think it's important to note that a lot of this has been carried with us to present day. I remember having my own experience. I think it was around the time when Trayvon Martin was shot and I marched around Los Angeles with my friends in high school and we sang We Shall Overcome. And I remember just like the echoes of hundreds of people lined down the street Um, And the sun was setting and it was just this like very like I get chills now even thinking about it where like that experience for me like somehow linked me to my ancestors and my past. Um, And it, it just it meant a lot. And that was all centered around music because, you know, on its own, that march uh 
was, you know, impactful and very meaningful, but the added element of song and having everybody sing the song without even having to look at the lyrics or anything. People just started singing, like we broke out into song and there was something very spiritual about that moment um, that I think back to. And then you have, you know, for instance, like NWA, where I wouldn't necessarily consider that the modern (laughs) era now, (laughs) you know, uh, because we kind of moved a little bit past. But, you know, you kind of have elements in hip hop where you're sending messages and setting moments in history where you're talking about certain issues that are impacting people um, and groups of culture. And it's interesting how that exists within different cultures and societies where you can probably look at the music created at a certain time and Mm -hmm. learn about the experiences of those people. Uh, so I think that's, you know, really interesting to think about as well, because a lot of people could, you know, explain stories as individuals, but you look at the music that they share as a group and you learn a lot about the people as well. Uh, so that's a very beautiful thing to me. I think it's also beautiful to note that music doesn't necessarily need to have lyrics to kind of create a story. You know, I listened to, I was listening to Turkish jazz the other day, and there was something <laughs> like nice. about that even. And I was like, I feel like I'm learning a little bit about a culture, even without the, the element of words um, and language. So music itself is definitely a language I feel where you can, you know, feel connected to different people that you haven't necessarily had the experience um, of, you know, dealing with and relating to outside of the world of music. I think it's also interesting to note how virtually every sovereign country in the world has a national anthem. I was trying to do research to see exactly how that started. Um, I think, you know, like between wars and just conflict with other nations, uh, a lot of countries developed national anthems as a way to celebrate, you know, their patriotism. But I think music is just so naturally intertwined and interwoven into our society that we don't really document even how, like, how things like that came to be. So I thought that was interesting where different types of people, like, all experience music. Um, it's, it's, it's very beautiful in a way. Definitely. The other thing I wanted to note in terms of this mean or purpose of music point is that it seems like it's always going on. I was reading this study when we were doing background for the episode where I think it was at a college in America. I'm sorry for not having all the details, but (laughs) basically um, it was just some college in America. They interviewed people and asked them within the past two hours, you know, have you heard music at all or engage with music? And the vast majority of people said yes. But only 2% of them said that that music was the main focus of what they were doing. So this leads me to a bigger point of like music, I feel like is always something kind of in the background. Mm -hmm. You know, it underlies so much of what we do, whether this is in a very deliberate way of a movie soundtrack, right? To really like emphasize this is how you should feel, like be scared or feel patriotic or feel emotion and love. Um, but you know, I listen to music all the time. I feel like, you know, it's playing as we're Mm -hmm. kind of doing things. We even joke about where like elevator music, like that's a, that's almost like a genre (laughs) of music, but it's really interesting how we use it to enhance moments. And we were even touching on, right? Like it enhanced, I know it's a little different, but like these different powerful moments you have, or you're right, that link to spirituality where you think of, I mean, think of like native Americans Mm -hmm. using like music and like spiritual ceremonies. Like Mm -hmm. it's been used like historically to like enhance these moments, um, from a very small thing, you know, to, to like really powerful, like 
big like spiritual or coming together in like unity moments. And it's just like fascinating to me that we don't really recognize, I think the big role that it has yeah. or plays or we may, it's subconsciously just kind of in the background. It would almost be interesting if you like took music away and then tried to do kind of everything. Like yeah. if people, like how much people would notice, how much would change, right? Like how would the emotions of things like watch a movie without music yeah. or like do a certain ceremony that's usually with music without music or like kind of go through without listening to the newest Drake album and see how, see how you do. Sorry, that's Patrick. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Certified Lover Boy just came out for context. So, um, plug to Drake who needs all the plugs. He, right? Yeah, yeah, he needs he needs our help. He's not making an, an enough. But um, yeah, Simone, any last comments on that? Of just like, I don't know, like we, I think we just aren't really aware yeah. of the impact that music has. Yeah, you know, it was really. Uh, I think I, this is like set in my memory. I for some reason started researching how deaf people interact mm. with music. This was mm. years ago, so I wouldn't be able to speak on this, you know, as knowledgeably now. But I also found it interesting that there are some people who either maybe lost their hearing, you know, during mm. their lives where they still interact with music through, like, vibrations. Um, specifically, like, dancers. It's been really beautiful to see, like, deaf people dance to music based upon the vibrations they feel in the room. Uh, so I do want to acknowledge that, you know, though we're talking about music in terms of like hearing, music is experienced in many different ways between like the feeling, for instance, of your hands on an instrument or like, you know, drums or something like that. Even your heartbeat could be considered, you know, <laughs> music, like 808. <laughs> uh, there's so much I think that we are not even touching when it comes to people's experience with music. So that is just an acknowledgement that as like both hearing people, we're talking about it from an auditory perspective. Uh, but yeah, there, there's so much else to think about when it comes to people's experience with music. Well, speaking of vibrations, I hope they're good in, in this room, Simone, because we're about to head into our last part oh, Lord. <laughs> of, of artists. This is the fun part. I think we can have a little bit more back and forth conversation. And I've been going first. So I thought, you could go first and just kind of opening up about maybe your favorite artists, kind of what they mean to you and maybe how that's evolved or changed uh, based on your age, mood, whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you joke and you make fun of me. I always feel weird about claiming like an artist <laughs> or an album because I'm like, I don't know the whole catalog. Uh, so like often for me, it's a song, right? I get really attached and connected to songs. Um, I think honestly and i like kind of have a little shame in admitting this but the only like album that i consistently listen to like throughout the past few years is the sunday service album <laughs> that kanye created what it's just it's <laughs> it's beautiful to me like i'll get in the car and just blast that album start to finish because uh, it's just... I'm just finding this out too, everyone, and I'm just as shocked. Oh my gosh. As any listeners are <laughs> that this is happening. It's like, it feels weird to me because it is Kanye, but like, I just kind of remove him from the story because his voice actually isn't on the entire album in, in, in terms of like being recognizable, that is. So it's just a lot of like regular, quiet, not regular, like a basic way, but you know, people who aren't here for fame just like singing together. Um, and there's always been something beautiful to me about like a chorus of people singing. So uh, that's something that's stuck with me in the last few years. But 
for me, especially lately, a lot of my relationship with music has been about nostalgia. So the other night, for instance, I was playing like music videos from the early 2000s and late 90s and just kind of like dancing to that. So music definitely does a lot for me in terms of like bringing up good memories and good feelings. I also think about like different phases of my life where like I went through my emo phase where Paramore and like Never Shout Never were my artists. And then I also went... For some reason, in like fifth or sixth grade, I went through like a weird Nickelback phase. I'm not sure what that was about, but it was like me discovering <laughs> Jeremy. Simone actually has good taste in music. I'm I'm sorry that this isn't doing justice. Like you could have used, she loves like coloring books by chance that so has great gospel components as well. Yeah. Great album. <laughs> And okay, fine. Like Mariba and uh, Spillage Village, for instance, mm-hmm. Earth Gang. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like. It's just an obvious factor since I'm so cool. Obviously, I have great taste in music, but I'm trying to kind of touch on things that maybe aren't to be expected from me. So yeah, those are a few things. I'm going to relinquish those to you so you can talk about your experience with music. Um, maybe you'll have some cooler mentions. Well, you had some good artists I see on here. Erica Badu, Jill yeah. Scott. yeah. Yeah, okay. Neo Soul. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Neo Soul was a big part of my childhood. NDRE specifically, I would bump brown skin, like, every day. Once I had, like, ooh, remember, like, having actual radios and, like, CD players? Mm-hmm. Wild to think about. I used to listen to Lakers games on my little <laughs> portable radio because we didn't have TV growing oh, up. Man. So I'd be like, they'd be like, oh, Kobe Bryant going for the shot. I'd be like, oh, yeah. I love that visual. Oh, it was great. Um <laughs> You had a thing, by the way, and then I can wrap up a first CDs, and I'm curious oh. if what you're going to say about that. My first CD that my mom like gave me, gave me, like they were totally my own, um, was the As I Am CD uh, by Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. Great, great one. I think that's her best one. And then um, <laughs> it was like the top 50s, I think, in like 2008, so... Like movie body like a cyclone. It was that was oh on gosh, it. Uh, I think Good Life by Kanye was on it. Like <laughs> just those that's songs. Funny. That's like my memory of having my first CDs. Great album though, Graduation. Yeah, Kanye. That was on my. I'm basic. I put that on my graduation cap. So I got that from the internet. I did not <laughs> come up with the idea on my own when I graduated college. I put Graduation. Uh, it's. I'm actually looking at it right now. Yeah, it's, up there. it's right there. <laughs> it's great artwork. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm digressing way too much. Um, <laughs> you can jump in on any of these points, but uh, for me, I put three main genres. I think that I typically listen to, which are hip hop, EDM, and alternative rock, and then <clears throat> a little bit why I kind of listen to those, and I can mention some artists within that. I really like. Uh, hip-hop, I love bass, so I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory, but uh, similar kind of like the poetry, storytelling uh, kind of behind it. So with that, uh, maybe think of album I listen to a lot is Good Kid, Mad City yeah. by Kendrick. I love Not Kend- Kendrick, say that I'm not favorite, best album. Not? That's not? No. Oh, yeah. We've gone back you and like The Pimp of Butterfly? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think it's his best, but Kendrick's a great st- storyteller. Obviously, there's Kendrick and Cole or maybe two of the main ones of our current generation. But I just, I love the uh, just kind of poetry behind a lot of the lines. I like, like I said, I like learning about people, Mm -hmm. especially it's not, obviously it's not a lot of necessarily my culture, but I love like hearing people's stories and their experiences and kind of bringing that in this poetic, like you got bars, like kind of way, you know, it's, 
it's dope. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. It but hits. Yeah, it hits. I love hip hop. Um, I used to work a bit as a DJ and I still for fun sometimes mix a bit on my controller. Um, and for EDM specifically, I love that when you're talking about the feel of the music, mm-hmm. that's what's like for me. I love, you know, when I'm DJing something like feeling mm-hmm. EDM and like the technical aspect of it. Like I really respect, I used to love, well, I still do love uh, rest in peace, but uh, Vici mm-hmm. and Vici is a master of, of music and understanding it technically and how to put together a song. And so, I think sometimes people just hear like EDM and they're like, "Oh, it's just da 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 da." But like, it's like masterful how a lot of mm-hmm. you know artists are kind of put together uh, like their beats and their songs. It's super cool, especially like combining genres like Avicii did. Yeah, uh, with like he, he was combining country music and EDM, which you mm-hmm. would not think that would be a pairing, and he really made it work. Um, and then for alternative rock, I feel like that was the closest thing I feel like to a culture that I identify a little bit more was like, oh, it's cool and kind of like hipster a little bit, you know, like I loved Vampire Weekend. That's probably still my favorite band, Mm -hmm. but growing up, um, they're super awesome. I finally got to see them live, uh, which was great. But for them, what I love, like, I love their lyrics that you can't just listen and immediately pick up because they're a little bit more complex or nuanced. They're super upbeat Vampire Weekend. Um, they make a lot of like references to even like California, which is cool. They're actually from the East Coast and yeah. like Santa Barbara, the 805. Um, and just like, they're just like funny and quirky. And I think like when you kind of reread their stuff, it has a lot of good messages. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I usually evaluate artists based on a few things, whether it's like their lyrics, the actual sound of their music, their storytelling, their overall vibe, whatever. And it, they check a lot of the boxes for me. So Vampire Weekend's probably. Still my favorite, but um, one last thing is wrapping up. I feel like we haven't been to see live music together because of like the pandemic. We haven't. Yeah, but yeah. that's something I'd like to do because I miss that in terms of artists and stuff too. Is like I really like artists too that just like perform yeah. live well or yeah. like cool artists to go see. So um, that's something I'm really looking forward to, like seeing in a safe way how to kind of get back out and. And be listening to music for sure. Yeah. No, it is interesting to think about that. We haven't seen any live music together. Uh, but music still is a big part of our relationship, I feel like, between like listening to stuff together, talking about music. Um, we had like when we first started dating just like, music video nights where we kind of like dance around and watch like older music videos. We had our rapper awards. Oh my gosh, remember we that? sure did. We did. We like brought it out all dramatically like <laughs> Best it was like best fun rapper. Yeah, yeah. Best best just rap. Best like maybe more was like a lyricist. We had best white rapper was one of the shout out to Eminem. Thing and Jack to Eminem. Yeah. Mac Miller. I'm just listing all the white rappers. Not best. I guess, yeah. But. No. I think my bad. Do we both have Kendrick? I think we did. I think we yeah. both had Kendrick. Best like fun or like banger rapper, whatever it was. Like good at creating bangers. I don't know what it was. That was that went to Drake. I think you said Drake. Yeah. I don't remember what I said. Yeah. 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 You gotta get creative during the pandemic. Yeah, we've we've done a lot of fun stuff. He's done like some DJing in the garage because <laughs> we have our own like club slash gym set up. So <laughs> <laughs> the lights. Come on, yeah. Let's not embarrass ourselves. All right, too let, much why don't you wrap here. this up? So now let's let's wrap let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, listen to a good song for us <laughs> after this podcast. Just bang out to something, whether that's in your car, on your headphones, at home. Uh, Listen to something that makes you feel good. Uh, But before we do go, let's ask one question to the people. What role does music play in your life? What else would you bring up when having a conversation about music? And let us know at greatquestionpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. You want to sign us off, Jeremy? 
That was two questions, Simone, but... That's how you're sending us off? Yeah. Bet. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, folks.